Hello everybody, I hope everyone's doing well tonight. So, I wanted to talk about my life, my life as a whole. And in the past I've tried, uh, I've tried writing about it, I've tried making... Sorry, a little distracted, saw something. Um, but I've tried writing about it, I've tried making art about it, yada yada yada. And, um, I've never quite been able to convey it in any regard, or someone always has something to say, which, eh. So, we'll just start at the beginning, and, um, try to treat this as a little documentary, because that's an art form, isn't it? And, yeah, we'll go from there. So, let's see here. Born way back in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado, in 1990. This little lad came into the came into existence. Uh, for the first few months of my life, I lived uh, over in apartments, over in my hometown, up by. Uh, I guess I lived a few places when I was that young, under a year, but um, kind of like I live and. Let's see here, Iliff and Chambers, pretty much. And then, pretty much, six months, nine months, a year, somewhere in that time frame, uh, one thing led to another, and I ended up being raised by my grandparents. And, um, I've heard multiple numbers throughout the years. So, I mean, six months, one year, it's all the same, really. Anyways, so, I mean, I had a really good childhood, can't deny that one bit. Um, my grandparents are the best thing ever. So, let's see, as far back as my memory goes, I do have one very faint memory from, like, about two years old, maybe? Maybe a year old? Maybe younger? But roughly in that time frame, uh, of, uh, visiting my dad, and then some of his friends, uh, jumping the fence. That's literally the youngest memory I have. And then, uh, after that, I mean, we all think back to that age. It's a blur, isn't it? But, let's see here. Um, I had a best friend, Stuart, and I had a neighbor named Michelle, and, like, they were my two first best friends. And Michelle moved away, and Stuart, I did not meet up again until high school, but we met way back during, uh, during the daycare days, you know? So, I mean... Back then, uh, I used to get some uh, drawings from my dad from uh, when he was in prison. When I was about three years old, he spent about three years in prison, and I wasn't there. I'm not really even going to comment on it, but from what I heard, uh, actually, no. I wasn't there, so I don't know. Um, one person said one thing, one person said another. Da-da-da. That's life. But, so, we make it through elementary school, and I had a few best friends from back then, and we had the time of our lives. Um, me and this kid, Sean, we went to Disney World. Might have been Disneyland, actually, and it actually might have been both. This is way back. This is like when I was eight years old. But yeah, he was one of my best friends, this kid, Tuisak Tongyu. His mom made the best noodles ever, and he was one of my best friends. And I mean, my life back then, I mean, it was a normal thing. It, you go to elementary school, you come home, watch Dragon Ball Z. If you watch Sailor Moon, that's cool, but some kids will throw rocks at you for being gay. 
type of thing. I mean, a normal life way back then. And then I met probably the, the best friend of my life. And before we get there, before we get to the three S's, I am going to just give a quick shout out to Adam, Wade, Bill. We all met up again later, and there's a story with that one. Um, but yeah, they were some of my best friends way back then, Brian Stahl, and uh, pretty much they went to the rival school after middle school, actually, and I'm still talking elementary, so this might get a little confusing. But, hold on, hold on. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, they were like my best friends from uh, elementary school and somewhat in middle school. That's, that's a huge transition period for me. Um, but I met Alden at the very end of elementary school. And we met at a Pokemon tournament through Tongyu, or through Tuisak. And uh, that's how I met him. We met him there. I was with him. And I was like, oh, cool. Glad you met a new friend, Tuisak. And then uh, ended up just hanging out over at Tuisak's house. And la-di-da, 12 years, we were best friends. And, that, and I'm talking about the guy we met, not Tuisak, because he was also a best friend of mine. And he will be mentioned later. But... Let's see, uh... Anyways, anyways, we're gonna get to some trauma, we're gonna get to some starvation, we're gonna... We're gonna do the whole nine yards, but starting out, life was pretty good. Um, every summer during elementary school, I would, uh... I, like I said, I was raised by my grandparents, so they'd go on road trips, and... Shoot, where didn't I go when I was that young? Uh, mainly we went to Minnesota, um... Eventually, my grandpa got a, a camper, and that was pretty cool. And during those days, my grandpa ended up getting really sick, and he ended up passing away when I was 13. Um, so, as far as a childhood goes, that would be my fatherly figure. So, interestingly enough, uh, I don't know. Like I said, that whole like that whole time frame was a transition period because that happened. At the same time, I moved in with my dad and my stepmom and my one brother. No, two brothers at the time. Um, I was visiting them when I only had one. Moved in after I had two. So, middle school wasn't that bad either. I mean, I had my first girlfriend way back in uh, fifth grade. And I used to do karate way back. And when I found out she did karate, I was like, oh, cool, we could, like, you know, do this together because I wanted to be a ninja when I grew up. You see how that played out. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so, I mean, it was like an elementary school, middle school relationship, but technically that is the longest relationship I've ever had, besides with a, best, a few best friends. So, from there, middle school, I had a couple big crushes, went through puberty, diddled my wittily, you know, the same stuff we all go through during that time frame, you know, but, okay, so at the very end of middle school, I moved in with my stepmom and my dad. It's pretty interesting, it wasn't bad at all, I had a cool room, I had some blue lights up in the corner, I had a lava lamp, I had a, like, I had a nice room, I had a stereo, played my video games, 
yada yada. And uh, my extended family that I had at the time, they were really cool. Some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. But don't worry, this uh, this story isn't all lovey-dovey. Let's see, how far are we into this? We are already eight minutes into this, so probably about the 12 minute mark, or maybe even the 10 minute mark, we'll get into some of the good stuff. But, so, I mean, it was a normal life, you know, you have a Christmas, you get some presents, you still have that stuff left over the following year for the next Christmas, and it's almost Christmas time this year. So I bring up the Christmas, but I'm not going to get to that part quite just yet. So, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's speed through the first two years of high school, the very end of middle school, when I moved in with my dad and stepmom, up until the divorce. Pretty much was on my 16th birthday. It was kind of ironic, kind of funny, I guess. I mean, looking back, a lot of things lined up in weird ways. So, anyways. There was a falling out. I mean, it was... I had a stepmom that would hound me on my grades. It's like, okay, yeah, you want me to do good in life? Of course you do. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we used to have, like, spaghetti, and we used to have, like, good family talks. I mean, during the evening, during that time frame, my dad was always gone. And, uh... Yeah. So, it was just a couple days after my 16th birthday... When uh, my stepmom walked up to me and said, I'm going to ask your dad to leave for a little bit, but we're divorcing and... Okay, the divorce part... Uh, I'm getting a little tongue-tied. But, okay, basically I'm going to ask your dad to leave for for a while to basically get his shit together. Um, he had drug problems when he was younger, and he had to do some surgery and got hooked on to some uh, painkillers. And next thing you know... He was down a bad path again. And she didn't want to partake that. She didn't want her kids to be a part of that. And she said I could stay there. And later, we'd, the sentence was, we divorced your dad, not you. But anyways, when that happened, my grandpa had already passed away, but I decided to move back in with my grandma, because that is my mom. She, had, Once we get to the end of the story, she is my mom. Anyways, so I moved back in with my grandma, 16 years old, and I had the two best friends anyone could ever ask for, Alden and Cameron. We were the three S's. We did everything together. Um, during our summers, we'd build bridges down by the creek. We'd ride our bikes down by the creek. We would live in the creek. Um, about this time frame, me and Alden... It was, it's kind of a weird situation. I dated this one chick, we broke up, then he ended up dating her best friend right after, so it was kind of like we were all still together. It was really weird and it was really cool. And that was a summer to remember. Uh, me, Alden Cameron, Vanessa, and Brittany, we all, uh, we all decided to go swimming. So, we tried to go break into, like, one of the neighborhood pools. I mean, it is in 
like a neighborhood block of houses, this little apartment complex with a pool, but we couldn't do it. We couldn't break in because there was too many people and they told us to leave and we're like, ah, fine. So, and I mean, this is like a hundred feet from the creek. So like, hey, we came to swim. Next thing, next thing we know, uh, Alden's girlfriend is in the creek. And then I'm looking at him like, Arch, you gotta go? And then he's like, nah, dude, it's dirty in there. So I went. And it was, uh, like, that whole summer was just fun, because it was, like, me and his girlfriend swimming in the creek while he was hanging out with mine, dry, and being just, it was fun. The whole thing with them was always fun. Uh, one time we had both of them over, me and Alden, over at my grandma's, and uh, the pool table fell over. Not on us, but it was a couple weeks later that it did fall over, because a couple weeks prior to it falling over, well, we were hanging out under the pool table, and we were shot like we could have got smashed. And that was a funny day, too, because uh, Alden was listening to one of our favorite bands, Sugar Cult, and yeah, like, he was singing one of the songs, I'm bouncing off the walls again, and he literally jumped off the wall, off the pool table, the pool table went fly, and there was a mess everywhere. It was pretty funny. Then we brought Tweesack back to help us fix it. It's like... You guys never call me, but we will always love you. So, so, I mean, this time frame was the time of my life. I don't care. Uh, I really wish, I mean, like every year I'd be like, oh, Snea grab, I'm broke. I can't go get a snowboard. I can't learn to snowboard this year. Maybe next year, maybe next year. I don't know. Now I'm adult and I'm poor and I can't do any of that, whatever. So, yeah, but and I mean, I could do like a 10 hour video just on the three S's that was all well, actually Alden wrote down the threes, but I read it as the three S's once upon a time. But uh, yeah, yo, Alden, if you hear this one day, I want you to know that I miss you, man. Like between the both playing guitar, different guitar teachers, different places, but we both were doing uh, guitar lessons and Blink Boy 2, some Far T1. And uh, I remember when Abilene, uh, from uh, the band Abilene, or Abilene, uh, played Battle of the Bands at Rangeview, and they were a screamo band from Gateway, and it was so fun, because it's like, ah, oh. I was like, me and my Rangeview crew, you and your Gateway crew, we're all here together, this is dope. So, yeah, but... Yeah. kind of doing some stuff, uh, so please hold tight. <laughs> okay guys, so I kind of have to do this in segments, I apologize, and uh, let's see, I left off talking about a uh, pretty much the three S's, uh, Alden, Cameron, and, uh, my two best friends from way back when. So, uh, let's see, what did we cover? Uh, yeah, so the days back then, we, uh, we would spend our afternoons just hanging by the creek, and, uh, one fall we took, uh, pictures, I mean, we tried building this bridge and it ended up getting washed away, but, uh, yeah, we took some pictures, like, standing on some of these rocks down by the creek, and, uh, it looked like we were standing on water, which is pretty cool. 
uh, we've had a lot of adventures. Um, one time, uh, there's a park, Horseshoe Park, just like a mile down the road too, maybe, uh, from the bike path from where we lived. So we used to go out there and chill all the time. And, uh, one time at the baseball field, we, uh, we decided to write my crush's name, uh, in the, in the baseball field. So like everyone, like in theory, it's like everyone above us in blades would see it because yeah, that's just what, how I like to do. But yeah, that was fun. And, um, one of the best friends, Cameron, uh, when, uh, when I was 16, he ended up, uh, becoming a foreign exchange student down in South Africa. And then, uh, like right before he left, he was, uh, practicing Afrikaans and, uh, yeah, he was practicing a lot of stuff like Japanese, Chinese, he knew like eight languages. I'm not sure, uh, if he's laxed on those today or not, but, um, yeah, really smart dude. Anyways, for his going away present, um, we had two songs that were like our favorite. One was, a uh, hundred years by five for fighting. And it was like perfect at the time. Cause it was like, there's never a wish better than this when you only got a hundred years to live. And it was all talking about when you're 15 and before the whole adult life stuff and you don't got to care in the world and it's just love and good feelings and whatnot. It was just a great song about getting older and then growing up and then like, um, da da da. Just a great song. It talks about getting married, having kids, getting old, watching them grow and the cycle continues pretty much. And, uh, at the end got one more moment, just one more moment and, um, make it count. So, and then... Anyways, the other song that we liked was 99 Red Balloons, which is, uh, it's a song, to say the least, uh, a German song, 99 Luftballons, uh, it's about, uh, about the war and the wall falling down and all that jazz, well, let's see, actually the wall did not fall down by the original, uh, writing of that song, so, uh, hmm, that's interesting, but, uh, I can't remember the day. I do want to say November 8th, but I might be wrong. But, uh, what was it? November 8th, 1989 is when the Berlin Wall fell? I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong on that. One of a 30 chance. I'm pretty positive November and, uh, 1989. Mostly positive um, right on the year, but the day I've got a 1 in 30th chance. But anyways, 99 Red Balloons. So we were at this park, Horseshoe Park, and we set off, uh, we ended up renting a helium tank and uh, getting some balloons, and we filled up 99 Red Balloons, and we just let them go in the summer sky. It was pretty cool, and Twisak was there, and we ended up uh, going to old Chicago, and it was just a great day. Um, about the same time frame, uh, in the high school years, there was this kid, Skyler, and uh, we started hanging out for a bit, and he was, he was a great friend, funny, funny dude. But, uh, uh, him and I went on quite a, uh, quite a few adventures for a little moment there. Uh, one of my, one of our favorites was, uh, or my favorites, our favorites, who knows, Skylar, you let me know if it was one of your favorites. But hey, uh, yeah, we forked, um, some of you from my hometown would maybe know this teacher, but, uh, actually I think he switched to Vista something. But, um, yeah, Sullivan, we forked his lawn, or at least we tried to. Uh, so we, uh, never got the confirmation, 
that we actually forked the right house, but that was the plan, and we ended up forking this house, and uh, one thing led to another, and uh, my pants were down, and I fell when uh, my pants were around my ankles. I can't even describe that story, but it was a great time, to say the least. Uh, his little sister was there, Kayla, and uh, her boyfriend, Ryan. No? No. Wasn't her... It uh, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. That might have been Skylar's friend, but it was cool. Uh, but anyways, on a different night... Uh, oh, did I mention that Twisak was at the old Chicago going away party? Because... Uh, yeah, these were my best friends from uh, my teen years. So, um, one night, Skylar came over, and we were playing Monopoly with his sister and, um, yeah, Cameron. So, uh, we were telling him stories. I was like, like, hey, we do this all the time. Uh, uh, doing Monopoly nights. Me and Cameron once had a night where, uh, we played Monopoly for about a month, a few hours every night, and then uh, I went into the negative, we're like, oh, we're gonna still keep going, so, like, I was in debt, and he had hotels all over the place, and it was pretty fun, but, yeah, so one night, uh, on a different Monopoly game, uh, Skylar decided to come over, and we were telling him about a seance that we had, or tried to have, to say the least, and it was, um, it actually happened at the time, shortly after Alden knocked over the pool table, uh, right about the same time we were trying to fix it, uh, not too long later, uh, we brought Twisak over, um, and it was funny, because he was, like, the mastermind of it that day, uh, he was like, I need a tool, and I was like, I'll get it, and then I, uh, slipped on, like, basically this plywood that's part of, uh, part of the pool table, but it was, uh, uh let me see if I can try to describe that a little better. So there's, like, a plywood laying on the ground that I was kind of standing on one foot partly, so, he's like, I need this. I forgot what it was. Maybe, like, a Phillips head or something. So, I'm like, I'll get it. So, I turn around with my foot partly on this plywood. That thing decides decides to slide with my pivot. And next thing you know, I find myself on the floor. It was pretty funny. But, um, about that time, we were, uh, trying to have a seance. Uh, we had some candles, and we are like, ooh, nothing happened. But, funny thing is, later, uh, when we were telling Skylar the story, like, yeah, nothing... Nothing happened down here. Um, then I brought up a story of one time I was playing guitar, and there was like this, down in uh, my grandma's basement, and there was just this high-pitched scream. Not a screech from like a feedback of a guitar, but I mean, there was this female high-pitched screech just like coming up from old, like behind my shoulder. Scared me crap, like trying to keep it uh, PG-13, or PG, I guess. But, um, yeah, it scared the crap out of me, so I whipped out, uh, the auxiliary cable, the quarter-inch jack, from, uh, the amp, and, because I was playing my guitar, and I folded upstairs. So we told him that story, and then he just dies laughing, uh, and we're like, dude, what's up? What's going on here? And, uh, he's still laughing, so he points over at, uh, the shadow that's on the wall, and all of us see it instantly. There's a silhouette of this Hawaiian girl just on a noose, just on on my basement wall, like, what in the Lord's name is going on here? We're talking about all this stuff. It's about the same time uh, Cameron had a Ouija board, and uh, him and his friend ended up uh, going to wait, I think it was like down by the Springs or Trinidad somewhere, don't think it was Denver, uh, but he ended up, they ended up uh, trying to 
use the Ouija board at a cemetery just for the fun of it. And they ended up seeing these like white demon dogs out of nowhere when they were doing it. And they were like, we got to get out of here. Uh, and about that same time frame, uh, I mean, we would do random stuff, stuff like, uh, take pictures inside Target, uh, stay up late, um, for the Starbucks that was on Colorado Boulevard out there in Colorado, uh, it used to be 24 hours and it closed at like two or midnight or something. And I have not been there in a while, but that used to be our thing. So all that stuff was pretty cool. Anyways, uh, I could go on and on about all our adventures, but these, these were the days of my lives. I mean, then like that was my after school life at school. I had, a. I had Guido, I had Jesse, I had Sage, I had Sam, I had Nick, I had John, I had a lot of people, I had Megan, I had Miriam, I had Kayla, like if I sat back I would probably list like 200 people from those days, uh, can't, uh, can't forget you Derek, Derek Romero, mm-mm, so, <sighs> We'll continue from right here. And again, I appreciate you guys. Seriously. If you made it this far, stick it out. We're going to cover all topics of life. From uh, from love to starvation to, I guess, poverty. To riches to losing it. From uh, bad decisions to uh, just terrible luck. So please hang tight. And we'll get there. We're going to talk about this. And so, on this one adventure, I was, a. Uh, Basically, I went over to one of my best buddies' house, and I do not want to name him on this one, but I walked in, and uh, he was fiddling with his computer and his, uh, and his printer, and we were young. We were, uh, we were at the end of elementary school, and what I walk in on is him making photocopies of money. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making money, and I'm like, oh. Really now, that's cool. It's like, need some, just make some. But of course, it looked like it was, and felt like it was on a, it was on printer paper. So it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel like money, obviously. So I was like, hey, I know how we can fix this. We, uh, we took the sheets, um, and then cut them out. I was like, okay, the size is good, everything, yep, yep. And uh, we went down to the creek to put it in the dirt and sand, and then uh, just get it slightly wet on a, uh, just get it slightly wet uh, from the creek and basically um, we gave it texture and it felt like money at that point and it was cool but then we needed somebody else so we gave it to a third person and uh, the next couple days we tried it out with the five and twenty dollar bill and uh, yeah we ended up it worked at the snack bar line and we we're like wow we're so cool and we're like eight years old or something and it was just it was amazing so yeah
So, 16 years old, and uh, I'm back at my grandma's house, and which is fine. She raised me. I got to see my best friends. I got to focus on school. It was a, it was a pretty decent time overall. It wasn't bad, and uh, still at that point, a pretty normal life. Uh, but, but things did start to go downhill from that point. From uh, my dad's relapse, uh, basically into drugs, uh, he had the surgery, he got addicted to painkillers, I think it was Vicodin, and uh, yeah, he just took a downhill slope from there, and I was, me and my grandma were the ones who got to witness all of it firsthand. Uh, so 16 to 18, the end of high school, I had a lot of great friends, and uh, we had the time of our lives. We were, uh, I went by Dead Sexy Mikey for a while, but then in turn we ended up becoming the Dead Sexy Lovers. Uh, me, Jesse, Nick, John, Brandon, and yep, Dead Sexy Lovers for life. Especially me and Jesse, the long-haired ones, the tall skinny clique. But, but yeah, we had a lot of great adventures up in school. And, well, that's fine, but when I got home, it was either stress or things were going down. Um, some nights were outwardly calm, but there was no sense of stability, security, comfort, or any of that. And uh, I guess this is about the part where we get to dive into all that. So, on one of my birthdays, uh, I was about 14 years old, and basically, uh, my stepmom went into labor, and my little brother was almost born on my birthday, and, uh, they left, and it was just awkward. It was me, Alden, and then my aunt, and then, uh, I think we ended up going bowling that night, because, uh, the following year, we ended up, me and that same best friend, uh, plus both of our girlfriends, they were best friends. And then we had uh, two of our other mutual friends, and we all went uh, bowling together. And that's just, I mean, it was a normal life back then, and it was great. It's an awesome time. This, this was a fun little side story. So, after having a few heavy crushes, and, uh, yep, never a chance with them. Uh, I met this one girl, she, she was alright, we hung out, she was uh, one of my friend's friends, and we all hung out together, and, uh, next thing you know, I, uh, not all of us knew, but a lot of us knew, at the time, uh, the sick table, because I ended up getting a handy in the middle of lunch, just in the middle of the commons. No one knew it was under the table, until I made a face, and my best buddy at the time, caught what was going on, and his grossed-out reaction was priceless. Towards, uh, towards the end of high school, me and Alden, we, uh, we've always been fascinated with, uh, modding, hacking, and stuff of that nature, and our thing back then, um, and a lot of us, 
as well. Uh, we were following um, two smart guys, and basically from them we learned how to um, mod our PSPs one step after another, following up on all the updates until uh, the Pandora's battery was uh, discovered and invented, so you could mod any PSP from that generation. And I think it's the first three generations before you get to the... the is it called? I don't, don't remember if it's called the Go, but before the Vita, that little sliding one. I think that's where uh, the modding... Well, for, at least for us, that's where the modding stopped. But back in high school, I would like take that to school, and I remember hanging, handing it to one of my buddies, and uh, just the excitement of his face, we were sitting at McDonald's, I was like, Hey, hey, play my PSP, you're gonna like this. And uh, so we picked it up, he's like, oh, whoa, whoa, we're playing Pokemon on a PlayStation Portable? I was like, yeah, dude. He's like, wait a second. Why am I Goku fighting Vegeta on Pokemon on a PSP? And why is my Charizard a level 5? But anyways, it was a good time. He freaked out. There was a lot more energy coming out of him, but, uh... Yeah, that's the kind of, kinds of things that we like to do back then. So, towards the end of high school, that's where things started to get a little hectic. I remember, uh, I walked into my ACTs and, uh, I could not concentrate that day because I had a lot of issues going on. Sorry, I got the hiccups, guys. But I had a lot of issues going on with my home life. But I still got those hiccups. Why am I recording? Okay, I think I'm ready. So anyways, I had a lot of issues with my home life. And I could not concentrate on the ACTs. And well... Yeah, I failed, uh, at least the remedial portion of the reading, but I didn't do it. I sat there and I could not concentrate, couldn't read, not a word was going to my head, I was worried about the home things, and well, yeah, fast forward a few months towards the end, second semester actually, and it was like, you need to take a placement test, and I was like, okay, I got honors, I know what I can do, I'm just sick of uh, the BS, that was actually just the beginning. And, uh, so anyways, towards the end of high school, I would, uh, pretty much, I got, I, uh, still hard to talk about to this day, but first, like, my video game systems were gone, and I really have not had, since then, I really have not had any urge to play video games anymore, it's just not my thing, I guess, or maybe it would have been, but it's just a tainted thing, because those were stolen, and, uh, guess, well, I was a minor, so I guess it was okay for it to go to the pawn shop so my dad could get high, pretty much. But, anyways, after seeing uh, all my guitars uh, leave and my bass, and I had to drop out of uh, church, I didn't have to drop out of church, it was just embarrassing, so I didn't go back. I was in the youth group band, and that was fun, but that's why I left church. And... Well, I eventually pretty much had nothing left, and I kept one of my guitars over at one of my friend Aaron's houses for a while, and uh, I remember one night, we were, we were just hanging out, and I like this, I, I have had this thought recently, um, 
I'll mention it at the end because it's kind of a philosophical, profound statement. But we were, um, sorry, a little focused on something else right now. But we were just hanging out, having a good time. Uh, I made jokes because uh, he was playing God of War, and I guess it was called a harpy. But I was like, "Hey, I'll save you, herpes!" And I was doing a little dance and hacky sacking, and it hit the ceiling. And anyways, I was on MySpace. And I was like, "Oh, these two girls are so hot. They're gonna be freshmen next year." And I was like, "Oh shoot, which one of them should I message?" And this is what I'm getting at: how the littlest thing can make all the difference, kind of like the butterfly effect. I'm just looking backwards because Steve Jobs is the one that said, you cannot connect ugh. you cannot connect the dots looking forward, but you can connect the dots looking backwards. So, with that in mind, I like that moment because it was literally a coin toss between uh, these two girls. And so, after my 16th birthday, that's when uh, things started to get a little interesting. That was after, uh, that summer we we had the little, uh, the 99 Red Balloons little celebration as Cameron went on his way and uh, became a South African's exchange student. Into that winter, uh, I still had my best friend Alden on my side and my friends at school. And uh, I started my first job, it was uh, Taco Bell. I was a cashier, um, it was fun, it was a slow place, it was uh, up in my hometown. Uh, Chambers and Havana? Hampton. Yep, Hampton and Chambers. Anyways, uh, it was actually a pretty slow Taco Bell. We didn't have a mass load of people. Um, half the night we were just hanging out, uh, BSing with my co-workers. Uh, and yeah, it wasn't bad. I was only there through October through December, and we finished up with a... At the time, I was like, what? Uh, when I heard about, like, Menudo and stuff, it was like my first like, authentic Mexican meal. I mean, uh, one of my best friends was, was Mexican, and I've had, a uh, like, authentic tacos and stuff, but never, like, a full meal. Um, like, home, home style, not restaurant style. And that was cool. And, uh, that same winter, me and my dad, uh, just randomly one night at 3 a.m., we decided to go on an adventure to, uh, out to Del Taco. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that night. It was a good night. Anyways, that Taco Bell closed down, and I was offered an opportunity to transfer, but, um, instead, uh, I was like, nah, and six months later, right about my 17th birthday, I started my second job, which was my longest job, technically. Worked in two positions at JCPenney, up in, uh, the bedding and bath, and the portrait studio. Uh, but leading up to that, there were, uh that's when things started to go down, pretty much. Uh, obviously my dad was, uh, hooked on drugs at the time, so the last two years of high school, I was, uh, and into college, actually, I got to play the hide-my-stuff game, um, and a lot went down that, during that time frame. Uh, I would come home, my guitars were stolen, and my video games, and I literally have not had any urge to touch video games since these days, so it's like, got a group of guys hanging out, playing video games, now I'll just actually sit in the corner, because apparently I got trauma from here, but hey, that's life, and we all got stuff like that, so hey, whatever. But, uh, anyways, um, it was pretty bad, because I did try, try to retaliate a few times, 
and uh, it just didn't work out. Um, like at the start of uh, at the start of it all, my uh, I was playing bass up in a up in my church youth group for maybe a year, maybe two years, and uh, yeah, just one time my uh, my dad came home. He said, "This is mine now, my bass," and walked out. I was like, "Okay." And it was pretty embarrassing, so I literally just never went back to church after that. And, uh... But since we're talking about church, I'm gonna re rewind slightly. When I was, uh... 14 years old, I, uh... I ended up dropping out of Boy Scouts. I was... Either a star or a life scout, I don't remember. And, uh... I've been in it since, uh... Tiger Cubs, way back in... Kindergarten, actually. So, yeah, I did that as well, but those were the kind, kinds of things that were starting to go on. Uh, by the end of high school, uh, I had no video games left, and I th think I might have had like one guitar left, and that ended up uh, going over to my buddy Aaron's house and just keeping it under his bed to keep it safe, because I got sick of this. I remember... Uh, Back during my senior year, uh, when all this was going on, I was stressed out about the home life, uh, and it, it was just frustrating, because it's like, I go to school, see my friends, have a great time, work, study, which is supposed to be the bad part of a teenager's life, but that was the best part, because, like, when I'd go home, I mean, if I wasn't seeing Alden, like, I would, uh, literally be engulfed in, like, oh, yeah, I would literally be engulfed in just a bunch of BS. Uh, maybe one night I'd come home and then uh, it's like, oh, my grandma's checkbook was stolen. So, uh, pretty much so he could go get high. And my stuff was stolen. Da 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 da. And this went on for a few years. And, uh, anyways, after that, I, uh, on. So all this was going on at the same time, and I remember walking into, uh, I, when I was taking my ACT test, something was going on. One of these, uh, scenarios was going on literally like the night before. So when I walked in to go take the test, I just sat there. I couldn't focus. I couldn't do anything. The teacher was like, you got 10 minutes left, and I just filled in the blanks. Didn't care. And uh, obviously I failed, and they were like, oh, you're remedial. I'm like, as if. So I had to take a, um placement test and it actually put me way up in honors and I was like yeah can't focus with all the BS going on and I remember uh, that same time frame ACT is like halfway towards the end of the year I think unless it's in the beginning but towards the uh, towards the beginning of the year um, I graduated early I graduated on December 20th 2008 I walked with my class uh, the following May but I graduated early, and it was just everything lined up, and I wasn't actually really even trying. I just looked at the credits, and I was like, hey, everything lines up. Uh, but one day, though, when I was waking up, I was like, oh, no, I'm late. I got an appointment uh, with the school counselor for college, or the academic counselor for college. And uh, I was like, oh, no, I can't walk there in time. And I normally walked all the time to, to school. For a little bit, I did take my grandma's car, but my life ended up 
quickly becoming nothing but a walking and bus for the next few years after this. But I walked into the academic counselor's uh, office and I I was just like three minutes late maybe and I was all I was stressed about it and I was like just with so much anxiety in my voice I was like I'm sorry I'm late my dad got arrested this morning and she just looked at me like what <laughs> and you're here and I'm like well I don't want to partake in any of that BS I want a good life that's why I'm here and stressed about this I'm sorry for that that wasn't really my choice and uh yeah so we talked to her and that's actually when we set up uh graduating early and then uh I ended up going to CCA the following semester but I ended up taking it a little easy because uh just because of all the stress I was like I need to find something out here to counteract everything but and it was interesting uh to this day I call her my first love I've dated a I dated a few, a good handful of people growing up in, uh, during the school days, but there is one person that I will always call my first love, and, uh, we dated for a few months right around, uh, the Christmas when I graduated early, um, I remember sitting at her best friend's house, and, uh, we were just cuddling, and she was like, I think I finally found the right guy, and I was like, me too, and we, her and I had a lot of, uh, we did have a good handful of memories together, and just the way my life turned out, I'm gonna hold on to him to my heart. But I'll get into this story right now. In the midst of a uh losing this, losing that, not sure what I'd lose next, telling my friends about it, one of my best friends not caring, the other best friend caring too much, kind of balanced out, uh, I remember one time, like, literally after me and my grandma, who was also my mom, after we were being stolen from, uh, I remember my dad walking out the door with a gun, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, this guy stole something from me. He owes me 300 bucks. I'm like, so you got a gun? He's like, I don't care. Like, I told him not to. And to be honest, I don't know the extent of that story. Um, but nothing happened, I guess. But I did find that really ridiculous. It's like, you're going to do that to your own family, and then you're going to threaten someone's life outside of the family who does it to you. It never made sense to me, but that's why everyone should avoid drugs. So, it was the beginning of the school year, and uh, I was hanging out with my buddy Napkin and my buddy Cow at the time, and there was this girl standing with him, and I was like, whoa, whoa, she's, uh, she's really beautiful. And uh, I didn't meet her then, but uh, on MySpace, and a couple months later, I finally met her, and uh, just messaged her on MySpace, introduced myself, and uh, 
just one day in the hallway, not too long after, uh, we started talking. And it was still to this day one of uh, my best experiences in a relationship. Um, got to see her every weekend, uh, we got to bond, we had uh, three hour conversations practically nightly, and um, it just felt good to have uh, someone close to you and someone to listen to you, someone to listen to, be there for, bond with, and uh, overall I'll, I'll always uh, respect those moments with you. And uh, when things took a turn, uh, Well, let's go, in, let's go into the following year, right after graduation, or the semester graduation, because I still didn't walk to my class, and I was going to CCA, Community College of Aurora at the time, and uh, there was kind of some fallen outs there, uh, that part mainly just uh, focused on college. For the most part during that semester, uh, her and I had a falling out, and she actually, uh, breaking up with her actually brought me into tears, which doesn't normally happen. Uh, normally it's like, yeah, I'm sad, but I don't show it even remotely to that degree, so there's that. But anyways, after, uh, I had a birthday that year, um, two of my best friends I call, uh, showed up, I called it, um, Michael's or Mikey's big day out and uh, yeah it was a it was a pretty cool birthday um, my aunt put it together and just all together it was a great birthday anyways leading into the the fall of that year I was preparing for uh, college and I brought my uncle John boy with me to orientation and yeah things were looking up because there was a lot of stress and uh, trust issues going on between where I was living with uh, my grandma and uh, my dad, but uh, I just wanted to focus on school, forget about that life, and move on. Um, so anyways, uh, also trying to leave that heartbreak as well, but one day it all... Uh, it kind of all just came caving in, and I, uh, I drank a bottle of, get this, Tylenol. Whole bottle of Tylenol, 200 pills of extra strength. And, uh, I took that in the park across the street from my grandma's house, and I literally laid in bed for three days just puking. And then I finally walked over to, uh, my aunt's house, and then she drove me to the hospital, where uh, the doctor was like, yeah, um, in three days, he is going to die. And so, uh... My aunt was there, uh, my uncle was there, and three of my best friends showed up. One was in the corner, cracking jokes, laughing, having a great time. Uh, another one was uh, in the other corner, doing the exact opposite, just uh, crying. And it was like, oh my lord. I didn't want all this commotion, especially like with this. And to be honest, my best, the best part of that whole little thing, um, I did have an awkward moment. But the best part was Alden when he came in. Just peaceful. He's my best buddy. Best is the best buddy. He just handed to me his sister's PSP. And uh, I handed him... I didn't hand him anything. He had his. But yeah, so then we just ended up... He was like, hey, Michael, we're going to play your favorite game. As I just laid there. And I was like, cool. 
So we played Bomberman, and I ended up, uh, well, surviving. But there's a uh, there's that. Orientation up at college, Ramcad. Uh, I brought my uncle, John Boy, with me. And uh, although he was a little middle-aged, more so in his 30s, he just could not help but check out all these uh, all these college girls. And I mean, I don't exactly blame him. And we just kind of did our thing, and then uh, we left. And there's that. So, anyways, college is starting, and uh, I'm getting, a, I'm walking away from a breakup and trying to focus on giving myself a much better life than I've had. One that didn't have stress, one that I could work hard, good things happen. Yada yada. Makes sense. Gonna F around? Well, you're not gonna go anywhere. You're gonna work hard, you're gonna go somewhere. I had that kind of mentality back then. Thinking things would work out. No, I was wrong, and... But, at this point, um, in regards to relationships, this is where uh, I started to, uh, I guess, maybe mess up pretty hard at the same time. So, between the money, the friends, the family, the girls, I was starting college. And I ended up losing my virginity uh, to someone I met on MySpace, actually. Um, the odd thing about that was her dad drove out to Aurora to pick me up. And then drove me out to Highlands Ranch, where I spent the night with her a couple times. But literally, uh, he pretty much picked me up and dropped me off to go sleep with his daughter. And it was really weird. And that relationship didn't last very long at all. And uh, shortly after that, I ended up falling, um, not really falling, but I dated this other girl around that Halloween of the same year. And um, we had a good time. Uh, she made me a cupcake on Halloween. That was fun. And ended up reading kids' books with uh, her best friend at the time. And anyways, um, when I was sitting in the hospital, not the one I lost my virginity to, but the second one, and then another one, I basically had back-to-back -back girlfriends at the time, but basically two of them ended up visiting me at the hospital almost back-to-back. -back. They must have crossed paths. One came in, visited me for a little bit, left, and literally within 30 seconds the next one came it was like you guys just passed each other in the hallway it was really uncomfortable and it was really awkward and that's what it was like back then but uh anyways so to get away uh from that life and for the first time i uh i decided to go live with my mom for a little bit uh suggested by my aunt and at the same time, uh, I ended up uh, seeing a therapist um, who gave me pills, but the only thing the pills actually did for me was sleep, and if I wasn't sleeping, I was violent, so I was like, I'm not going to take these. And more so, I'm upset from living circumstances. It's not coming from the inside, though. Depression is coming from the inside, but it stems from all my surroundings. No thank you. And in the long run, it just gave me garnishments, and I was even poorer than... and worse off than I was in the first place, but that goes out pushing three years from this moment right here that we're talking about.
But anyways. That, uh, that holiday season, um, I guess with that third girl I was talking about, uh, I had some good adventures with her. Um, as far as my adventures go, these adventures with her, she lived out in Lakewood, um, and she actually knew my first love, and terrible decisions on my part, how I ended up in those situations, but... As far as my adventures go, some of the best ones I've ever had were the the party nights with her and just waking up next to someone that cared about me. Or we were seeing each other, trying to care about each other type of deal, you know? And uh, those were definitely some of the best memories of the time. Besides, uh, besides school, and let's talk about college real quick. So, I went to RAMCAD, Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design, for about a year and a half, part-time, while I was, a uh, while I was still, uh, I'm losing my train of thought here, while I worked, um, while I worked nights, uh, as a, basically a janitor at the college as well, um, it wasn't wasn't bad at all. I made many great friends at the time. I remember uh, my very first few moments of walking into life drawing class, and I knew somebody was going to say it. I knew somebody was going to say it. And of course, it was my best buddy of that class. The guy standing right next to me. Of course, he was the one that was going to whisper over my shoulder, Hey, do we have to draw the penis? Yes, bro, you're in art school and we're adults. You gotta draw the penis. You gotta make it look great. It ain't gay, we're artists! Jeez. Anyways. I did have a lot of good times there, and I met a, uh, I met a mentor, uh, Christian. Uh, picked up... I, I used to bug him every night while I was uh, cleaning the main office building, the Texas building. Uh, sweeping, taking out the trash, mopping, all that jazz. But I used to bug him and just pry any knowledge off of him that I could, because he had a lot of knowledge. I want it. So... Christian, thank you for being there, and thank you for all those lessons that you've taught me. So anyways, I took some life drawing, life drawing one, life drawing two, and uh, that Christmas I ended up, uh, she was engaged, and it was terrible for me to even uh, end up put myself in that position. She was engaged, but I was her little plaything for that holiday season, and be honest with you, uh, midget sex is the best sex I have ever had, and she, she was proportionate, she did not look probably like what you're imagining right now, she was just incredibly tiny, proportionate and incredibly tiny, and a nympho, like, oh my lord, and to be honest, that was the best sex I've ever had in my life, but after that ended, um, Everything ended for a little bit. But I was going to school the following year, still. Um, just taking some classes, nothing nothing exponential, really. Uh, and then I ended up taking some philosophy classes that summer. And then as I started fall, the or started school that following fall, I, uh, I took on another job, and... Um, 
this, it was just, it was another series of just back-to-back-to-back events, where, um, I pretty, pretty much, uh, just got sick of the situation. Um, I'd bus from Aurora to Lakewood every day, and then bus back, and I pretty much just got sick of walking home, or coming in, and, uh, literally, like, this is the first time, first year that I've actually bonded with my mom, and I'm already sick of watching her have sex every time I come home. Like, I'm done with this. Wasn't that way the entire time, but towards the end, that's exactly what it was like, and I'm like, one day, I broke her window as I left, I was like, no, I'm done, I don't want to see this shit. And, yeah, walked away and never came back. So, I ended up uh, grabbing an apartment over, um, over off of Colfax, Dayton, and, uh, kind of in, like, the ghettoish. I mean, not Compton ghetto by any means, but the ghettoish area of Aurora. And, uh, yeah, I grabbed an apartment out there. Uh, my best friend was there every night. And, uh, for a few months there, it was, uh, just me, him, and then school and work, and I took on another job over at Target, uh, down in Highlands Ranch. So I was, like, going full circle and going back around. But, uh... The car I had ended up breaking down. I ended up getting that car for my birthday from my mom. An $800 Honda. Which, uh... Ended up breaking down, and, uh... To this day, uh, based on the people that I trusted at the time, I have no idea why I decided to call my dad, because pretty much, he came, grabbed it, and left, and I just never saw it again. And for a couple weeks, I was getting stressed out, like, hey, what's up, hey, what's up? And getting responses like, hey, I can't deal with this negativity right now. Like, I kind of need my car, because, well, I need to get to school, I need to work, I need to support this apartment, what's going on? Bring my car back, I'll flip it for $200, let me do something, basically just shit out of luck. I had to drop out of school, and uh, the following months was just, I barely would have enough time to get back to my apartment to catch a, a four hour nap before I'd have to leave again, and basically got fed up with that, and I was like, crap, I need to figure, I need, I just need to reset, I need to go back to my grandma's and try to figure out how to get back on track with this, back with school and whatnot. So I ended up going back to my grandma's, and shortly thereafter, the same deal, I was like, the same things I was trying to run away from, uh, lost my guitar, um, my dad getting laid was important, I want to go to school, no one cares, type of deal, why did I put myself back in this situation, and, um, one night, I will confess to you, um, I was sick of it. I was sick. I was already sick of it. Uh, I was sick of the way I was treated, and I was sick of the way my grandma was treated. And I am a pacifist. I'm not a violent person. And it was pretty much like, you want it to stop? You're going to have to beat this guy. Well, quite frankly, I can't beat someone that's 6'7". So... In the midst of confrontation and wanting to just set things right, I ended up stabbing myself to get out of the fight, get the cops there, and then when I saw a therapist, I told them the situation, they're like, Jesus Christ, you need to go somewhere else. Not like there was anything wrong with me, I'm just in terrible situations. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Get away. Go to a better life. Sounds wonderful. 
That's what I've wanted. So, anyways, at the beginning of this, I met uh, I met my adopted stepmom, and she was wonderful. So, the next six months, uh, just letting everything that just happened sink in, trying to start over, uh, I took a temp job over as a census enumerator, and I did that for a little bit, then I worked for Havana Auto Parts, and I ended up uh, following really hard for somebody. Uh, we actually met up, we met on Facebook, but we met on, uh, on my birthday. Met up, hung out. It was, a uh, it was a little awkward, because on, like, on the first day I met her, um, we were at a gas station by my house, and I was watching her take a shit, like, how did I end up in here? This is awkward. Not exactly complaining, but it was just, like, how did I get here? So, uh, we ended up in a relationship. About a week later, she tells me she pierced her nose because of my pierced nose, and I was like, that's really cool. And then she tells me she had to be in a three-way for the guys to pay for it, and that all happened this week, and I was like, okay, what the hell? This is weird. But we just got together, or we just kind of met, all right, I'm going to see where this goes. Anyways, about a month into it, she ends up moving in with me and my grandma. And I guess that was fine. Got to see her all the time. That was nice. Um, but um, during that time, um, a couple weeks later, I find out that um, she's constantly going over to her, to her ex's house to fool around and stuff. I'm like, okay. And it was a really weird uh, love square because one of my exes was dating this guy that my current girlfriend was uh, cheating uh, on me with. And it was just, it was just like, whoa, weird. And plus, I didn't understand how all of us knew each other. One was from Parker, one was from Greeley, one was from like Lakewood. It's like, what? What is this? <laughs> We're from all over the place and we all know each other. What? But anyways, um, I played it off, and I was like, alright, 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 whatever, whatever. And then, I was like, okay, hey, let's go on a road trip. And she was like, uh, Los Angeles or Seattle? And because of the recent cheating behavior that I witnessed, and that I knew she talked to a lot of people in LA, I picked Seattle. Guess what happened? So, we drive out here on a road trip. And we get here, and she's like, let's take a nap real quick. I was like, yeah, we just drove, like, 20 hours. Yeah, let's take a nap. Anyways, I wake up, and she's, like, gone for the next day. Like, okay, I'm just sitting in her car. I don't want to leave. We're in this cul-de-sac by a lake, but not a lake, by a river, or, like, a walk path, forest area, which is cool. And, like, it's a cul-de-sac with houses. And finally, after just sitting there for a while, I think I might have drove, like, around the block and then came right back. I was like, where is she? Um, she came back, and she's like, I have something to tell you, but I'll tell you later. I was like, what? She's like, we gotta go. I was like, okay. And, uh, on the drive home, uh, she tells me that she ended up, uh, cheating on me with someone out there in Seattle. I'm like, really? I literally just drove you out here so you could go sleep with someone you didn't even know. And I was pissed. I'm a scrawny guy. And my fist broke her windshield. Not exact. I'm not proud of losing my anger. 
never hit someone, but I did do that. Anyways, uh, there was a lot of bickering. At some point in Oregon, I think it was, we pulled over, and uh, just the bickering, a cop came by. It was like, what's going on? And he heard the story, and he's like, she could ditch you here if you wanted. She wanted, and I was like, just like, oh, well, yes, that's technically right. Kind of wish I never met you. Wish I wasn't in this situation. Why do I do this to myself? And anyways, that cop ended up giving me a ticket for uh, for marijuana possession. I didn't even have marijuana. I had a pipe, and I didn't even have a full pipe. The pipe was broken, and it did have resin in it, but it wasn't even resin. It was Damiana, which was spice. And it ended up, I ended up getting a ticket, and uh, that was years ago. That literally just dropped off my record about a month ago, and up until that last month, that thing has been following me around ever since. So, anyways, time we get back to Colorado, I pull up to her house, her dad's house, she goes inside, and I just, I'm like, I'm up here in Greeley, I'm done with this, I should just walk back, I know it's like 50 to 70 miles back to Aurora, but I'm just gonna walk back, cause that's life, you know? And anyways, her dad comes home, and I just could not zip my lips shut. I told him what happened, and he felt bad. He ended up buying me dinner and then driving me home and paying for her windshield. And he, then he was like, she's just like her mom. And I'm like, uh, and I did meet her mom. Her mom was hot, but mm, wouldn't recommend anything long-term with her. We'll say that. So, anyways... Walking away from that, I never dated again. Never. That's life. But after that, I went to labor ready and I start. I uh, started hanging out with Aaron. I met uh, a good friend, an old good friend, uh, Jason, and a new good friend, or an old. Well, at at this point in time, he was a new friend, and I actually haven't talked or seen for him. In, seen him in forever, but, uh, this kid, uh, Mike, we were the Mikeys, and, uh, at Labor Ready, we were always smoking weed, just always, and, uh, we would have fun with it, um, we worked at a car wash, uh, the dollar, the dollar thrifty lot up at, uh, the airport, Denver International Airport, and, um, I mean, one night, one of our co-workers, it wasn't us, it wasn't the Mikeys, it wasn't the Jason, it wasn't the Aaron, but, um, this one guy, he ended up taking a piss in the water fountain that was in the hallway, like, in the wash bay, I mean, anybody walking by could see, or would catch someone doing this, but he was just peeing in the water fountain like it was nothing, fired that night, like, what the heck, and a lot of crazy stuff went down, like, watching people, uh, walk between cars, and then, like, some dude accidentally crash, and... We're just amazed that this guy didn't... Some guy walking by didn't get smashed between these cars as these other cars are now looking all smashed up and stuff. It's actually harder to describe, but hopefully that makes sense. Basically, uh, we had a bunch of reckless guys and then people almost died. Woo! But 
Anyways, we were high the whole time. There's videos out there of us. One of, uh, we had fun. Um, the cars that had, like, uh, the reverse cameras on them, like, we would, uh, do, like, uh, sexual innuendos through the camera to each other, and the favorite one, uh, one time we got back from lunch early, and I was like, hey, Mike, I got an idea. So, I hopped in the trunk of a minivan, and I lit it up. I was smoking my weed. And then, I sprayed it out real quick, because that's what we did. We cleaned the smell, and the seats, and whatnot. So we sprayed it out real quick, didn't smell a thing. And I was like, yo, yo, toad. So he smoked up in the trunk of the minivan, and then climbed out, and then we sprayed down, threw it, threw it through the car wash, and on, on our way. Great times, great times. But, anyways, I ended up finding a, a technical real job, uh, Dollar Tree. But, after taking that job, I found out they weren't going to give me enough hours, and I was going to make less money, so I was going to go back to labor ready. But, um, because they thought I left, or at least my coworkers thought I left, someone let it slip that I was smoking weed all the time out there, and pretty much it was like, hey, I'm back. Oh, I'm fired from this account for that? Oh, shoot. But they ended up letting me go on a different account, because they loved me. And, uh, I ended up going to Mannheim. And just driving the cars through the through the auction, and that's pretty much all that was just driving it through the auction. And when that summer came, I was a uh, I was looking on Craigslist, and I was looking for I was looking for a new job, and I found something. It said, "We'll pay for your schooling. It was just three weeks of school, and uh, you'll get a job, and you'll make good money, pretty much." And uh, I showed up at the La Quinta off a of 225 for a little orientation and apply, and I got pre-approved. But, um... After La Quinta, I ended up, um, going to the school, and we'll go from there. Okay, so Michael Lambert here, and I want to talk about what I believe in, in a religious, or I guess a religion aspect of things, and well, despite I carry myself as an artist, well, it's a, my belief system is actually comes from a scientific nature, and well, here we go, let's start with a little history lesson, I was raised as a Protestant, Presbyterian, you know, a Christian, and well, as I grew up, I've learned a lot of things, well, Although I'm, off the top of my head, I do got the dates wrong, the Bible and Christianity was not put together for uh, about 100 years, 140 years after Christ. So, with that being said, it, none of those, uh, it wasn't put together and it's not even why Jesus was here. Even a rabbi himself said that Jesus did not come to start another religion, he came to fulfill prophecies. So, let's go from there. I've learned a lot since then. First of all, well, who the heck is Horus? He died and rose again in three days. He was uh, born of the Virgin Mary, which is all based off the constellation Virgo. And we can go more in depth, but the similarities are pretty endless. And if you actually look at it, Christianity was plagiarized, and it was put into place for political power way back, of course, and that's where the Roman Catholic Church came from. So. 
basically what I'm getting at is I do not believe in religion, but don't take that the wrong way because I did not say that I do not believe in God. I just believe I don't believe in all the nonsense put here on earth because most of it is man-made. And uh, some of the things in the Bible never made any sense. And well, I don't have a Bible for reference in front of me, but I'll, uh, I'll leave some verses in the description below. So, back in the old days, and I guess it doesn't apply anymore because Jesus came and died for our sins, but if your daughter was raped, you are pretty much, you owe the rapist your daughter. It makes no sense. And there's a lot of things like that. And uh, another one, a bunch of kids were making fun of a man because he was bald. They, the kids were being kids. They're acting like a good time, but oh, that made God mad. So he sick to bear to eat these poor kids. Just terrible. I mean, there is some powerful and motivating stories in the Bible, but to me, they are just stories, myths, and, well, as an artist, I don't, it's kind of funny, I don't believe in that stuff. So, what do I believe in? I studied some, uh, I studied a lot of things, and of course, well, we really don't know that much, we know, quote-unquote, 3% of everything, so we know nothing, really. But with what we do know, like Andromedon, how big the universe is, how it's expanding, and it might be contracting as well, and what we know down to the quantum level. So, on the quantum level, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, quantum computing, quantum computers, Google has one of those, we're going to have some breakthroughs, basically, in the quantum world, simply put it, all possible, all possibilities are probable until observed. So, what that means is all the outcomes are going on right now until observed, and that collapses into our reality. If we take the split-slit experiment and bring that together with those theories, what do we have? The split-slit experiment shoots out a bunch of random laser dots on the wall, and... If you look at it, it actually forms a pattern. There's a couple thick ones, and then there's some spaces between the thick areas to thinner areas. And how I view that as is that's the collapse of uh, the universe and the observable universe. Okay? But there's multiple strings of this that um, seem to... Like I said, it makes a pattern. You, uh, you're going to have to look at a visual, and I guess I'll toss one up in this video. Or at least in the description below, because this is more of a podcast. But, so, if you're looking at the split-slit experiment, there's uh, multiple areas where all the lines, not the lines, but the laser dots, uh, I can't think of the word, but they all come together. And, uh, I can't think of a good word for it. Do, 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 do. Anyways, they come together in uh, bunches, pretty much. Like, they bunch together here, they bunch together there, they bunch together there, and then they space out between each other, which... What does that mean? Is that where the dark matter is? Is it in between these? We're not sure, because we can't really observe dark matter. Okay. But... Anyways, what I'm getting at is that makes me believe in the multiverse. If all of this is possible, and it's going on until observed, and that's when... When it's observed, that's the universe collapsing on itself, and what we know as reality. And to explain all those weird phenomenas we see out there, sometimes it's like wormholes and time warps, and we're like not sure. Like some stories out there are pretty believable. Uh, it's like, hey, I just saw this. I'm gonna just pull something random. This isn't a true story, but it's like, hey, 
just saw that horse coach with JFK in it. It's really weird. It looked exactly like that photograph. Like, a lot of weird stuff out there. My favorite one, though, is uh, from South Africa when uh, their president died, and everyone thought the president died, and they remember him dying, but what do you know, 20 years later, he's still there, and that actually never happened. But how come an entire society remembers that? And the Bernstein Bear, so on and so forth. So down to the molecular level, what it explains to me is, um, yeah, everything is going on right now. Everything. Every possible possibility is going on. And there might, be, there might not be gravity, there might not be sound waves, there might not be something over there. Technically, everything is waves, and I do believe a bit in the string theory. Light waves, sound waves, x-rays, everything we know and see is just a vibration. So, uh, consciousness, that's a little bit different, because it's not a tangible thing, unlike these other things. I mean, light, you can't exactly touch, but we know it's there. It's light waves. We've studied this. Okay. So, this is how I view life. We are all God. I'm not God, you're not God. I'm not saying we're above or below each other. I'm saying that tree over there is God, just the same as you're God, and I'm God. And what does that exactly mean? It means that God is all of us. It is the universe itself. We are stardust. We are all come from the same exact being, pretty much, from the very beginning. And as time goes on, humans won't exist anymore. Uh, eventually the universe will run out of energy and die once all those vibrations come to a complete halt. It's just a giant instrument. That's what the universe is, and it's God experiencing itself within itself. Over there, God wanted to be a pretty flower. Over there, God, for some reason, wanted to be Charles Manson. And over there, he wanted to be Donald Trump. And guess what? If you're listening to this, you're probably actually more decent than those people, and God wanted to be you listening to this today. And he wanted to listen to himself because it's coming out of me. And that is how I view the universe, a collective consciousness, and that pretty much is it. So, that's kind of a rundown. I got a lot more thoughts on this, so if you'd like a more deep version, more elaborate version, or go into depth about any of these, please let me know and I'll be sure to do follow-up videos. Thank you guys, Mike Lambert here, and I hope you guys have a great night. Thank you. Oh yeah, and uh, before I go, please do not forget to hit subscribe, hit the bell button so you know when I upload a new video, hit, uh, let's see, I did say like, so, so, did I say subscribe? Subscribe. Subscribe now. Anyways, guys, tell your friends, have a great day.